Your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. It's 7.41 nearly. Uh, maybe the answer to that last problem I just raised is something like a chip and pin system, which would be difficult to implement or at least expensive, but uh, would provide us all with greater security, if less convenience. Uh, let's now talk, though, about this remarkable story of an Italian photographer who made his way into Norway with a group of refugees who, rather than taking the Mediterranean route towards potential refuge, they took the so-called Arctic route. If you want to take a look at the photos of this journey, these are just some of the photos, head to our website tbsefm.sol.kr and click on the This Morning part of that page and um, then you can see some other information about our show. But uh, if you go to the photos part uh, and then click on the first one, that will take you through to a selection of these photos. But there is a, a whole website dedicated to Alessandro Iovino, who joins us on the line now. Good morning from Seoul. Hi, good morning. Good morning. So, I mean, it's very striking just looking at what we've got on the website, how challenging this Arctic route is. Uh, you've got people from a very different climate bundled up yeah, and exactly. walking, literally walking through deep snow, walking to refuge. Just how difficult was it for you, this journey? Uh, actually, for me, it was like much easier than for them because I, I'm used to move by flights or train. Uh, but yes, the, this um, unusual route is pretty pretty hard for them. But um, to, me, to my to my like to my surprise, it's probably easier than the Mediterranean route for them, and it's even cheaper. And this is the main reason why they they are choosing this route because it's cheaper and safer for them. Uh, rather than like giving giving their life to smugglers that they can steal them lots of money, they they choose to fly directly to Moscow and from Moscow move towards uh, this small city called Murmansk, which is in in the polar circle in the north, and then from there they move they move again to Nikel, which is this very small town village of like ten thousand people, and from Nikel. They, they enter to Norway because Nikel is the, the last city of Russia and it's a, it's a border city. It's a military city. So this is the main, the main route that they make. And uh, the reason why they are approaching this new route is because um, there are some kind of relationship between Russia and Syria. And, uh, but the reality is that Syria, Russia makes lots of money allowing these people entering Russia because okay. of the, the visa and because of the transit. Yeah, I was wondering what sort of reception Russia offered. So there Actually, was no... no reception. I, I mean, I, well, I mean, even just in figurative terms, but I, but I wonder um, why the refugees don't want to stay in Russia or are not able to stay there. All right. The main reason is because Russia it's an unsafe place, and it's uh, it's I mean like just few people know that, but Russia there is a still lots of mafia and they 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 make business out of these refugees like loophole you know they 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 try to steal them as much money as possible like for example with the with the bicycles or the hotel 
or whatever they can. And lots of people, like let's say that half of this big uh, big flow of people that started in October, half of them they were already living in uh, Russia, and uh, the other half were coming straight away from Damascus mm. or Afghanistan, wherever, or even uh, Iraq. And uh, so everybody, like in general, both the one who who are living in Russia and the other. They took advantages from this loophole, and they went all, all of them. They went to 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 nowhere to find a to find a better life. Looking at the photos, what is noteworthy is that everyone has to have Arctic equipment, a basic equipment that is coats, protective trousers, yeah. and that sort of things. I mean, so yeah. there is some money required apart from the flights. Uh, th- this wouldn't be available to every poor person in Syria who I guess is just stuck there, uh, who's not able to even go down the Mediterranean route either. Yeah, you're right, you're right. That most of the people that they are pushing this route are middle class or even even rich, even rich people. I mean, I met lots of rich people, lots of Syrian rich people, like, for example... Uh, one guy was uh, the, 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 the one of the businessmen of uh, British Airlines for eight years, so was po- quite rich. But because of the war, because of the, they were bombing his house, he, he needed to escape. Mm. But apart from that, uh, like mm, most of these people, I estimated that they spent around twenty thousand euro across all the Russia country and and then to enter Norway because they have their houses back in, in Syria, and then. Like for example, to make the the, the transit visa, it cost them seven thousand euro, between five thousand and seven thousand euro, and this is because of the mafia, and this is because Russia want to make as much as much money mm. as possible out of this business. Yes, I mean, we got so much ground to cover here, as you did on your journey. But I've got to ask: Were there any moments where where any of your co-travelers just felt like they couldn't go on for whatever reason? Yeah, especially when they were in Nikel, because uh, to be honest, I didn't find them in Moscow, because Moscow is, is uh, like incredibly big. I couldn't find them, and I couldn't find them either in Murmansk, because what they do is to fly from Moscow to Murmansk and stay in Murmansk only one day. It's only uh, only a passing by, so it was quite hard to, to get a chance to find them inside a hotel or around the city. So where I found them was uh, in Nikel, which is this very small city, and uh, Nikhil, it's quite terrifying because there is uh, this big mafia in the hotel and they don't want to allow them to leave Russia when they want. So they have this like um, abusive taxi drivers who, who, who decide where, if, if they can leave or not Russia and they, mm. they ask them like crazy amount of money, like 200, $250, $200 per day. And... Uh, like the the route that they had to make from the hotel to the to the border is only 40 kilometers. I made the same route and I I paid like eight dollars, and for the same for the same distance they paid 250 dollars. So that that is yeah. the moment where where they didn't want to go on and and they want to go back to Syria. Amazing. Uh, that it wasn't even the weather; it was human corruption that still caused problems for them uh, along the way, and and then. We've got to remember these people. Like, I presume they're carrying everything they own on their person, and and they're vulnerable to thieves and, and criminals in that way as well. Um, c- can I ask as well, what went so badly wrong though? Once they 
reached Norway that led to your own arrest. You would have thought they'd get to Norway and, and that would be the promised land for them. Yeah, but you're talking about my arrest, right? Well, I mean, I, I know they're separate issues, but yeah, if we could touch on their experience in Norway as yeah, well that, as your that, own. That is another, I mean, that is another story because actually the first time I went to in this new route with them and uh, I, I made the same route was in October, between October and November and I just entered Norway with them stay with them a week, like nearly a week and then I left back to Italy and that moment was quite, I mean, what quite, quite peaceful because still nobody know, knew about that and then I came back like a month ago and now the weather is completely different, I mean, everything is covering is covering snow, like minus 35 degrees every day mm. and uh, it's it's there when when the problem is starting because these people are just spread spread out around Norway in small villages of like 100 people each. There's nothing to do, like no cafe, no no petrol station, nothing, and they are kind of forced to stay inside this hotel because they cannot go outside for the weather, and they they didn't have enough clothes to go outside. So about my rest, I was in this place called Maiden, which is like very very far in the in the wildness up in the north of Norway and uh, there's truly nothing to do except this hotel I mean not not even cafes so what I was trying to do and what I was trying to explain to the manager of the hotel is that my reportage could help them to provide more food or maybe get involved some some humanitarian society or whatever and she didn't want me to stay with them inside. And uh, at the same time, I couldn't stay outside because of the weather. So after four days, I was trying, I was quite pushing her to, to convince her to, to, to allow me to enter the hotel. Mm. She said, no, you can stay only today for a couple of hours and then go away. The, the day after, she sent me, sent me home um, a police officer with uh, this piece of paper that 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 said that I couldn't go closer to the hotel anymore since my since my um, departure. Uh, but I tried again to to ask her information. So I went the day after inside the hotel asking her an information, and she called the police. Mm-hmm. And the police arrested me. They arrested me, and they deported me back to Italy right. with no reason, apparently. Well, I mean, it, it, even though it's your own individual circumstances, it reflects the great sensitivity that uh, this whole scenario has produced in European countries that have been receiving refugees. Your own personal documentation of this has been fascinating to, to see through these rather artistic photos. Uh, Alessandro Iovino, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much. And if anyone else wants to get in touch with us, any questions you want to ask about how you can see more of Alessandro Iovino's photographs or more, email us efmthismorning at gmail.com or head to our website, tbsefm.sol.kr.